The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, sings wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convents and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we celebrate Easter. We can truly rejoice and thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who died on the cross for the salvation of our souls and arose victorious, defeating death, hell, and the grave. We honor him in song and praise today with our first selection by the church choir who will sing the song, Were You There? Led by choir director Emilia Hahn. They are accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano, Iris Lock on the organ. 
please join in and sing along with our choir by following the words on your screen. Oh. 
And now the church band, led by yours truly, will play a rendition of Because He Lives. This number was written and arranged by Mr. Stefan Olustin, who has graciously shared his God-given talents with our church.
Up next is Christy Hahn singing Love Goo, Where the Blood Fell, and It Is Finished. She is accompanied by George Schul on the piano, Associate Bass, Marvin Bing on the bass, Trusty Associate Bass, Evans Brothers Senior on the guitar, and Iris Locke on the drums. Jesus on the cross, the people crying, looking on a apathy kid, tragedy. But what this world could not see. to that tree it would break the chains of sin's captivity It is fair. 
For their second song, the church choir will sing, We Believe.
Easter medley is today's instrumental number played by a trumpet ensemble of the church band.
Our vocal duet today is the Susie Pastor Marvina Bing and Sherlyn Bing. With blended voices, they will sing the song entitled, It's Not an Easy Road. This number is dedicated to Mrs. Marvely Gormley, who has faithfully put her shoulders to the gospel wheel, including serving as a nursery class teacher. The many toddlers who have passed through her class have benefited from her soft-spoken and gentle manner as they learned about Jesus and his words. Marvy, may the Lord bless you for your faithfulness to the Lord and all the many little ones you have helped to start their walk with Jesus. Have a wonderful and blessed day. It's not an easy road We are traveling to heaven for me We are the forms of the It's not an easy road, but the Savior is with us. His presence gives us joy every day. No, no, it's not an easy road. No, no. Yeah. 
Praise the Lord and good morning everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services start on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlaw in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Esperi in Baluga Peak, Hawaiian, and by Pastor Vesper Esperi in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts, and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Has someone ever said to you, this world is not my home? Such a statement was never truer. I hope and pray that by the end of my sermon, which is entitled, I Am the Resurrection, you will be convinced as to how important your salvation is. If you wish to be in that elite group, the members of whom will hear Jesus at his beck and call, come up hither as he guides them on to their true homes in glory. Rejoice! Jesus lives, and because he lives, we too shall live. We can face tomorrow unafraid, 
The Trump risen king has gone before us. He holds our future securely in his nail-scarred hands. If his body had remained in the tomb, we would have no hope beyond the grave. Death would always cast a long, ugly shadow on all of the life. But Jesus rose triumphantly over death, hell, and the grave. Now death is no longer the final end. It is a door to everlasting life. He has promised, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. We have followed Jesus through the Bible, all the way from cradle to grave. We have heard him preach the greatest sermons ever. There is no preacher like him, nor anyone after him. He preached in power and demonstration of his Holy Spirit. We have seen him perform wonder-working miracles. We have seen him go through the suffering and sorrow for our sake. We have seen him die on Calvary to save us from our sins. We have seen him buried in Joseph's new tomb. Does he still lie there, dead in the tomb? Does the story end there? Is that all of Christ? Shall we see him no more? Will his body return to dust? Will not the prophecies be fulfilled? Is this the end? Will the one who raised others from the grave be conquered by death? The answer is no. No tomb on earth could hold the body of him who made the earth and made man in his own image. He will not be subject to the grave. He will burst the bonds of death and the grave and come back to live forevermore. On the day that Jesus was crucified, we find that Joseph and Nicodemus were present. We find in John 19, 38 to 41, after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes and with the spices, as the man of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulchre, wherein was never man yet laid. The disciples had probably been there for the burial. No one believed that they would ever see him alive again. His death was a final and horrendous thing. As they turned from the grave, their love and their hopes were buried with Jesus. Now Christ had repeatedly told them that he would rise again. But the idea went right over their heads. Read in Matthew 20, 18, 19, in which Jesus tells of his coming death and resurrection. Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and to the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day, he shall rise again. It was unthinkable that a man could breathe his last breath and come back to later to live as before. The disciples put the thought out of their minds. Now let us leave the disciples for a moment and go back to the tomb. It was just about sunrise on Sunday morning. Reading Matthew 28, 1 and 2, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. A great miracle had taken place. A great earthquake had shaken the part of the cemetery, and an angel had come down and rolled the stone away from the door. Unfortunately, it may take a great earthquake to roll the stone away from the stony heart of unbelief in Christ Jesus. Sometime during this period, Jesus had risen from the dead. 
He had taken off the grave clothes and left the tomb. Now when these women arrived at the tomb, the angel spoke to them. Reading Matthew 28, 5 to 6, And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And I can just imagine the women as they stooped down and entered the tomb. The angel was right. There was a place where he lay, but he was not there now. There were the grave clothes lying where he placed them. Thus the women left the tomb, filled with mixed emotions. They were filled with fear. They were afraid that the angel's message wasn't true. They were afraid that his body had been stolen. On the other hand, they were filled with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. For surely he had to be alive as he and the angel had said. Now in spite of their fears, these two women must have believed as they were told. Read the seven and eight verses and go quickly and tell these disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they parted quickly from the sepulchre and with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. We must always remember that the women were the last at the cross and the first at the tomb. How happy they must have been. They were sure now that Jesus was alive. Their hearts burst with joy. Read the 9 and 10 verses. And as they went to tell these disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, All hail, or literally, all joy. And they came and beheld him by the feet, worship him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. I am so thrilled that the women found the tomb empty. You go to Mecca and they say, Mohammed is our prophet and here he is in this grave. And they show you a tomb decorated with millions of dollars worth of rubies, sapphires and diamonds. But the true born again Christian can shout and praise the Lord. Jesus is my only savior and his tomb is empty. He's not a dead savior, he's a living savior. As you read in Isaiah 43, 11, I, even I am the Lord and beside me, there is no savior. In China, we tell the idolatrous heathen that the empty tomb is what can distinguish true Christianity from all other religions. The founders of all other religions have died. None of them have ever come back from the dead. Most of them were great and maintained good standards of ethics, but none of them ever came back from the dead to enable their followers to live up to those high standards. Thus, Jesus became not only our founder, but also our savior. No other religion can call their founder a savior. Luke tells us in Acts 1 to 3, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. At that time, Jesus preached the self-same gospel that he preached for three and a half years on the shores of Galilee. Now Jesus' resurrection guarantees ours. He said, because I live, ye shall live also. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 20, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Christ was the first to be raised into an endless life which, over which death could not have no power. Some had been raised from the dead previously, but they tasted death again. Death had no dominion over Christ because he was sinless. He is the resurrection, the first fruits, and the raising of the true born again believers is what the resurrection will harvest. You pick fruits from a tree when they are ripened, then later you go back and pick the remaining fruits as they ripen. Thus Jesus was the first, and we shall follow him out of our graves and into the mansions above. Therefore, you should have no fear of death and what is beyond it. Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 14, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that he saw not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. 
Things are far better for us over here than there. Jesus and our loved ones and all things beautiful, wonderful, and blessed awaits us over there. As I mentioned earlier in my sermon, that our resurrected Lord preached the selfsame gospel that we preach today. For 40 days, the risen Lord had been instructing the apostles of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, teaching from the scriptures. Listen to Luke 24, 47, 48, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And it began with Peter's sermon in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Read Acts 2.36. Therefore let all the house of Israel know surely that God had made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yes, it was clear that Jesus was the Messiah. No message could have been more important to the Jews who had rejected his messianic claims and crucified him. While Peter preaching power and demonstration of God's Holy Spirit, they were heard, were pricked in their hearts, and as men and brethren, what shall we do? And the same question should be in the hearts of people today. What must I do to be saved? Listen to Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, the Spirit of God fell upon the 120 believers. Among them was Mary, the mother of Jesus, who tarried in the upper room for 10 days, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, forming the first church of which Christ was and still is the head. Peter gave the greatest altar call of all time. 3,000 souls accepted the Lord and were baptized in Jesus' name. We read in the 41st verse, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Praising God, they had all things common and were acceptable to all the people. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The word common is sometimes called first century communism. It is different from today's kind of communism. The early Christians were unselfish and reasoned, what's mine is yours. Today's selfish communi communi communism claims what is yours is mine. Outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. We read in Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Today, there are many noble and upright people who believe that their good lives will get them a home in heaven, but that is not so. Reading John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues or in unknown language. Thus, we see by the scriptures that baptism is essential to salvation. Jesus tells us in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So choose this day whom you will serve. The broad way leads to destruction. The narrow way leads to eternal life. The choice is yours. Physical death for the believer is called sleep because his body may be awakened at any moment. This same Jesus in his glorified body will literally, not spiritually, come for his own. As for the dead in Christ, there will be no grave so deep, no catacomb, no pyramid, no mausoleum so thick which the sound of the trump of God will not be able to penetrate, and the dead in Christ shall hear the cry. Awake, ye sleeping saints. Arise from death. It is morning, the morning of the first resurrection. For blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such a second death will be of no consequence. As to the living, someday there is going to be a number of missing persons on this earth. They will be among the elite whom the Lord calls first. Do you want to be among them? You can, you know. 
Just prepare to meet thy God by obeying his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Now, remember some Roman soldiers had been placed in the cemetery to guard the tomb. Things that happened when Jesus rose from the dead scared them. After all, not only was there an earthquake, but angels came down from the sky and rolled a huge stone away. What could they do? They ran back and told all the religious leaders about what had transpired. Now, if these soldiers had gone around town telling what had happened, the people would have accepted Christ as the Messiah, and these religious leaders would have lost faith in their prestige. They had to do something quickly. They devised a scheme to keep the people from believing that Christ had risen. They bribed the Roman soldiers, as you read in Matthew 28, 12 to 15. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we'll persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. But I would like to ask you a question. If Jesus is still dead, who is it that has made such a tremendous impact on the world over the past 20 centuries? Who has influenced the minds and hearts of some of the greatest people who ever lived? Who is he that came in such a way, such a humble way into our hearts, purifying and giving us peace and hope? Dead man can't do any of this. Jesus did it all and more. He is alive. Thank God he is alive. The disciples met Jesus in Galilee. What a meeting that must have been. How their hearts must have burned within them as they touched him and talked to him. Now he was ready to give them the greatest commission on earth. Read in Matthew 28, 18, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He had been given a name that is above every name, as you read in Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now in that name, his disciples were to evangelize the world. Listen to Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We ought to tell men of every race, creed, and color about the gospel and the kingdom of God. For God is no respecter of persons. The Lord did commission the disciples to baptize. Reading Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. However, the word is in the singular, the name, not names. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all rest in the final name of the one true God, who is Christ Jesus. Furthermore, Father is not a name, Son is not a name, and Holy Ghost is not a name. There are only titles. Jesus instructed the disciples to baptize people in the name, and that name is Lord Jesus Christ, the only redemptive name for today and forever. There is no place in the Bible where anyone was baptized according to Matthew 28, 19. They were all baptized according to Acts 2, 38, as previously mentioned. Besides, there is no promise of the remission of sins or receiving the Holy Spirit or the healing of the body, Matthew 28, 19. When one baptizes in Acts 2, 38, he is fulfilling Matthew 28, 19 by being buried in Jesus' name. As Paul tells us in Colossians 2, 9, for in him, that is Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 3, 17 tells us, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. When the resurrected Lord gave his command, he added a promise as found in Matthew 28, 20, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And we find there are signs that follow the true church. As we read in Mark 16, 17, 18, and 20, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues, manifest on the day of Pentecost. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 
and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming word with signs falling. Are these signs following your church viewers? If not, Jesus imparts in John 5, 39, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify on me. Well, my father was away on a tour in Taiwan years ago. A Chinese gentleman was converted. In testifying about it, he said, I knocked at the door of Buddha, and all that I heard was the hollow echo of the tomb. I knocked at the door of Muhammad, but there was no answer. I knocked at the door of Confucius, but the dust of the centuries had gathered upon his tomb, and there was no answer. Then I knocked at the door of Jesus Christ and found him to be alive. He came to the door of my heart and offered me eternal life with him. I invited him in. He saved me and set my heart rejoicing. Thank God for a living Savior. We are not saved by doctrine or religion, but by a person, a living person, and his name is Jesus. Do you know him? Without the resurrection of Jesus, his death upon the cross would have been worse than a failure. He kept his promise to come back. Even as the late General MacArthur kept his promise to return to Manila and liberate his comrades and World War II. We can say to the world, because he is risen, we too shall rise. The resurrection of Jesus Christ can mean spiritual life to you now and immortal life in the glorified body in time to come. And it is yours if you believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Allen Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. Have yourselves a happy Easter. To conclude our telecast, the church band will play the song entitled, Death Had No Terrors.
preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.